Welcome to the Tierra Talk Show's New Groove segment, in which we invite past guests of our show to discuss the latest and greatest with their upcoming projects for film, television, and more. I'd like to welcome back voiceover artist Bill Farmer to the show. Welcome back. Oh, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be anywhere these days. <laughs> I was going to say, like, the last time we officially had you on the show was 2015, so that was five oh. years ago. So, and, and that kind of led to when we got to actually meet for the first time at the Goofy Movie panel at D23. Uh-huh. So that was such a blast. <laughs> yeah. And we just had a 25th anniversary of a Goofy Movie just uh, on the 7th of April. So, yeah. Uh, and so we did some kind of online virtual cast and crew kind of things. And so, you know, it's not as good as doing a five city tour that we were talking about, but it, it, uh, it's what was, uh, available. <laughs> it will hold you over until you can do that five city tour, because I'm sure <laughs> there will be plenty of goofy movie fans who will, who will really enjoy that when it comes to fruition. I know that was something yeah, you guys were trying to do. Maybe it's more goofy to do it on the 26th anniversary. Who knows? Hey, any anniversary is a good anniversary when you can get right. together and meet the fans because it just has a wonderful fan base. And being the voice of, of Goofy is something that, you know, you have been able to um, share with so many people over the years. And this is wonderful because now you have a Disney Plus show, which is coming out, yeah. and it's called It's a Dog's Life. So we get to see you now, as opposed to always hear you, which I think is so much fun. You are a wonderful host. So why don't you tell us how like you formed this project and it came came to light? Well, it was a, an interesting thing. First of all, I've always been an animal lover and a dog owner, and uh, I love dogs. And but we weren't setting out originally to do this show. It was a friend of mine, Steve Duvall, who was um, a cameraman for the show The Amazing Race on about 30 seasons. So he's been all over the world and kind of an adventure kind of guy. And he lives in Reno. He was going to try and do a a small little uh, article, a filmed article for one of the local television stations up there and maybe a little show. And uh, he had picked a an equestrian center that does like um almost like those old english fox hunts they have like 50 walker hounds and about oh 50 horses and people keep their horses there and dress up in the old british thing and tally ho that all sort of thing and he wanted a, a host for the show and he thought of me being one of my uh, his best friends and i went up there and we taped uh, a, a show uh, for this uh, this equestrian center, and we noticed that the footage where I was playing around with the dogs and doing voices with them, it just kind of jumped out at us, and we thought that, well, maybe we ought to be able to do a, a dog show. So with uh, Jennifer as a, a executive producer, as well as myself and Steve, we came up with this idea for a show where I step out from behind the microphone after voicing Dis- Disney dogs for over 30 years to find out about real dogs. We put together a little sizzle reel um, and with the help of uh, uh, some people over at Disney, Howard Green and Publicity and Don Hahn, who's produced things like Beauty and the Beast and has been around the 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 he's done this before many many times pitching shows and everything he kind of walked us through it how to pitch a show and howard green publicity had said well that's a great idea i was at a party with him 
and mentioned that we had this idea for a show. And he said, sounds like a great idea. Please pitch it to Disney first. And we said, oh, okay. So January 18th of uh, last year, we were able to get a meeting with Disney Plus over in the uh, in their big you know conference room, 20 some chairs. And and we met with uh, uh, Dan Silver, who's in charge of that over there. And he loved the pitch. He loved the idea. And they bought the series on the on the spot, really. And we finally started shooting in September. We uh, kind of finished up the season shooting in January, luckily just before we all got housebound. And we it, it will be airing on May 15th on Disney+. Plus. Oh, my goodness. Now, this is exciting because, well, first of all, as you said, we are all housebound. So this is a way to kind of really open up a lot of children's eyes to other locations out in the United States, especially with where these animals are located. So for me as an adult, you know, I just love any type of show that has to do with travel and then combining that with animals is like a no brainer. So (laughs) it's fun. It was such a joy to do this show because uh, first of all, just loving dogs the way I do. And I think most people love dogs to find out the amazing senses that these dogs utilize in jobs and what they can do with their sense of smell and hearing and and uh and the jobs that they're able to do is just absolutely amazing we have stories on dogs that find killer whales that rescue people under um tons of debris if we ever had an earthquake there are rescue dogs that can find you there uh we did a story on the uh, mayor of rabbit hash kentucky they elected a dog as as their mayor and according to them he's better than the guy they had so (laughs) there's all these amazing stories out there and we're so fortunate to be able to go across the country and uh document some of these things because some of them are just uh, amazing what they're what they're doing you, you really learn a lot from different perspectives of different areas because every area needs something different. Like you have some of the dogs that um, take care of the sheep, make sure that they are being fed properly. And then you have yep. um, dogs that are taking care and being best buddies with cheetahs in zoos at the Cincinnati Absolutely. Zoo. So you kind of cover all bases. Never, I never would have thought that that was a job. But yes, they raise cheetahs with dogs when another cheetah is not available. We did that at the Cincinnati Zoo. And it's absolutely amazing how well they bond and grow up together. And uh, we got a demonstration on how fast a cheetah can really run. And it's absolutely amazing. And, of course, the uh, uh, sheep herding dogs are so well-trained, they don't even require a treat after they were a good dog. They just love to do this. All of these dogs love their jobs and just are, you know, you have to tell them to stop. It's never like, oh, gosh, I got to do this again. No, they love it. And they, they are so proud and happy when they do a good job. You can just see it in their faces. One of the other things I just have to add is you're such an enjoyable host. And it's so funny. The first impression I hear you <laughs> do was Jim Backus. <laughs> yes, I, yes. I like started. My goodness. I and I throw laughing. a lot of voices in, into my uh, into the show as well. So uh, if we're doing an old English fox hunt, sometimes I do an old English voice or whatever the uh, uh, what the occasion calls for. I just loved it. <laughs> yes, good looking, my goodness. He could host his own show. So it's something for the adults to be like, oh, 
I know what impression Bill's doing, you know, while the kids yeah, are watching the animals. <laughs> Most people today don't know who they are, but the adults will. <laughs> it was great. It was so much fun. And, and you touch on, you know, some sensitive subjects of, you know, there's some people out there that can't physically do all of the important things yeah. in, in a daily life. And so the dog has to assist them. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful to see the representation of, of you know, other Americans. There are so many of them out there. And some people don't understand, you know, that dogs are there to help support that person. And, and they're not there to be pet or anything like that. You know, it's, it's totally amazing what dogs can do. And they are empathetic to people that have needs. And they understand really well. I think the story you're talking about was a young man named Logan and his dog Lark. And he's, you know, he's like hooked up to feeding tubes at night. He can't even get up to turn off the light in his room. But his dog Lark does that or picks up a pencil when he drops it on the, the ground that uh, uh, Logan can't get reach down and get it. The dog will do that. He does about 20 or 30 different things. He'll go to the refrigerator, get a juice box if uh, Logan wants that. And it, it, I'm just blown away by all of the <laughs> how smart dogs are and how much they want to please us. It's one of those things where it's a it's a very much like a learning experience. It's it reminds me of the shorts then the little things that they used to be do they used to do on Disney Channel when I was a kid. So this is like something totally that would have been up my alley when I was younger. And still today, like I love it. I want to watch the oh, whole series. <laughs> we wanted to make it a just a feel good, happy show. There's no shots of dogs having to go into the hospital or operations like on a lot of uh, other shows and those are you know valid shows but we wanted to keep this just light and fun and just celebrate what dogs are and what they do to us um and i, I think we've successfully done that uh, also we get to teach kids and families on how to take care of their pets at home with a segment we call Pluto, Pluto's Pointers and Goofy's Hometown Heroes, where we kind of highlight a dog that has some, maybe not a particular job, but has done something remarkable. For example, a dog that got lost in the woods for over 30 days and came back to his owner and little stories like that that are just amazing. And uh, I think people really get a kick out of is there a way for anybody to nominate, like a dog or? Yeah, we're uh, we're working on getting a, a website up, which we uh, don't have just yet. But for people to, uh, you know, send ideas, and uh, of course they could write into Disney and say, you know, address it to "It's a Dog's Life" with Bill Farmer, and I'm sure it would get to us. And we've already got about fifty some ideas for the second season. Uh, that we've been toying around. So when all of this uh, coronavirus stuff is over, we hope to get a second season and get back out there. I was just reading today where they are training dogs now to smell people that are testing positive for coronavirus. Their sense of smell is that accurate that someone that's sick has a different aroma than someone that's healthy. And these dogs are learning to uh, pick that out, which would be just a great boon if a dog can tell you, oh, you need to go to the doctor, you need to get uh, checked out. But before we end our interview, I have the pixie dust lightning round, which is basically this or that. So I give you a couple of this or that, and you tell me which one you prefer out of those, if that's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. So the first one is Disneyland or Walt Disney World. Oh, gosh, that's a toughy one. <laughs> I would have to say Disneyland 
because it's the original. It's what Walt envisioned. It's his vision. And there's just a magic to Disneyland that I don't find at Walt Disney World. Although there's a lot more to do at Disneyland, but I always get tired going to all the different lands. I miss the fact we don't have like Animal Kingdom here or Epcot. But we do have California Adventure, and but Disneyland, I guess, you know, because I'm an old traditionalist, I guess. How about Dr. Terminus from Pete's Dragon or Master Control Program from Tron? Which bad guy is your favorite? Um, computer programs scare me, so I think from Tron would be <laughs> my, my, favorite, uh, my favorite villain. Well, how about Tower of Terror or Haunted Mansion? What scares you more? Um, Tower of Terror scares me more, but I never go to Disneyland without going on Haunted Mansion because that's one of the old, just one of my favorites from years gone by. So that's a real toughie. But what scares me more, yeah, dropping a few stories in an elevator is scary. How about Aurora or Snow White? Well, Snow White was the original. I'd have to go with Snow White. And finally, Nobody Else But You or Eye to Eye. Well, Nobody Else But You has a great, <laughs> uh, great deal to do with me because I got to sing that and I didn't sing eye to eye. So I'd have to say nobody else but you. And also when I was uh, doing the movie, my son was about five and it became a bonding, bonding, bonding picture between uh, kind of a bonding thing between me and my son, like Goofy and Max. So that song has a great deal of sentimental value for me. So that's got to be it. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the show again. It's great to talk to you even after a few years, but I really do hope we get to see you again and, 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 and best of luck with the show because I know I know children are really going to enjoy something that it's just so informative and fun. You're, you're such a fun person. <laughs> well, thank you. It was my pleasure. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs>